This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon and Aaron Vickers on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Better way to start a program than that. I got the goosebumps, Mr. Vickers. Mika Kiprasov, Flames legend, will have his number retired by the Calgary Flames this upcoming season. That is the news of the day as we kick off another edition of Sportsnet today. Logan Gordon, Aaron Vickers along with you. From the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios. And we got lots to get to. Our outstanding producers today, Cam and Taylor. The fan feedback line open to you at 960-960. We'll be using that shortly. We will have our NHL off-season review continue today. We will dive into a Stamps report and a Jays report. We're also going to get you a WPCA report. Check in with the winner of the Rangeland Derby, Lane McGilvery. That's over the next three hours, but we have to, have to, have to start with the man of the hour here in the city of Calgary. Aaron, it's not you. It's not me. It never will be us, buddy. It probably won't be. But the news today, Mika Kiprasov. And I think the word that everyone kind of used today was finally. Or it's about time. About time is where I was going to yeah. go. That's two words. So, yeah. uh, Before we get into it, how are you, pal? I'm doing, being I'm, here. I'm doing good. I'm you got excited. your name on we the intro. A, I know. We're ready to go. You know what? Speaking of chills, get my name next to Logan Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Hear the Scorpion save, the number 34, Mika Kiprasov. My goodness. That's all right. I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm, how we I'm, go? I'm going to leave now. How Thanks. Bye. Yeah. See you later. That was uh, Aaron Vickers. No, I'm just kidding. He's still here. Uh, I'm still here. Because, uh, look, I think uh, Aaron's going to stick around because there's a ton to talk to you about uh, today. And we got the news yesterday that uh, the Wranglers had a new head coach. We dove into a little yep. Flames news yesterday, but we get more of it today, Mr. Vickers. What was your initial reaction? Was it Was it about time? Was it finally? Was it something else when the press release dropped that number 34 was going to the rafters? It was the two words. It was about time. And that's not to say that this isn't something the Calgary Flames kicked down the road a decade in order for this to happen. These things happen naturally, organically over their own course of time. I'm sure the Calgary Flames would have done it in the 2013-14 season if given the opportunity. Here it is. It'll be March 2nd, 2024 against the Pittsburgh Penguins, if I'm remembering right. You might want to keep that date in the back of your mind when tickets become available because that is going to be a night of nights for the Calgary Flames and Mika Kiprasov. So the first thing, Calgary Flames retiring number 34, Mika Kiprasov. Okay. 
what are the odds we're going to be able to talk to him? <laughs> yeah. Then, lo and behold, <laughs> Brendan Parker Flames TV video pops up, and okay, okay, because I don't know if the the fans are aware in the city of Calgary, but Mika Kiprasov, a little, little quiet, I think a little I, shy, if you I will. I think they're pretty... They're pretty up on I that. I think they're pretty up on it. Pretty elusive is actually I probably the word, word is, is, is the best one. Yep. And lo and behold, Brendan Parker, Flames TV, not long after Mika Kiprasov met with the media via Zoom from his home in Finland. And the big takeaway, this isn't lost on him. He used the word honor or honored or any equivalent about six, seven, eight times in our conversation with him. And it is fitting. It is due. Nobody else will wear number 34 again for the Calgary Flames, and rightfully so. Yeah, so there, there's two ways you can hear from Mika today. One, like you mentioned, with Flames TV. Uh, our pal Brennan Parker sat down for a great interview over Zoom with him. He also did a general media availability today, which we will bring to you coming up a little bit later on this hour. And you can hear from... Uh, the man himself, because he wasn't going to, it's just not Mika's style to, to, to come on with us and, you know, then do a conversation with Wes and the guys at post media and then do the, it's just not who he is. And we're not going to force him to be, uh, you know, anything more than that. I know he's going to do as much as he can and he doesn't want it to seem like it's him being ungrateful for right, it, right. but it's just not who he is. And so we're not going to force him to come on for 20 minutes with us dodos and, and ask the same question is because it is it's a lot of the same things right. over and over again. And the guys do it because they're respectful of the moment. They understand what it is. And uh, we're not going to force Meek into anything like that because uh, guess what? When he comes in March, there's going to be a ton of it. There's going to be more than it. he's probably going to be a little uncomfortable. He talked about that today, that the speech is something that he's, He's gonna do. He's not sure that it'll be yep, yep. Uh, a Ginla level or Conroy level level of speech, but uh, something that he's looking forward to doing. So we'll hear from Mika coming up a little bit later on this hour. But a bit from uh, the press release, in case you you missed any of it or uh, you're curious about it. Uh, Craig Conroy, first of all, the Flames general manager, saying today we are proud to build on the Flames legacy by paying tribute to one of the all-time greats in Flames history. On behalf of Flames' ownership in the organization, we congratulate Mika on an amazing career and his well-earned and rare achievement. We are thrilled to have his number 34 deservingly displayed at the Scotiabank Sandodome so fans can celebrate his contributions for years to come. And for me personally, it was a privilege, a privilege to have been his teammate. Under that mask was a fierce competitor who gave us confidence and an opportunity to win every night. Thank you and congratulations, Kipper. In case you need to be reminded of the greatness that was Mika Kiprasov. Nine of his 12-year career played in Calgary, retired as the franchise leader in wins, shutouts, goals against average, save percentage, and games played by a goaltender. He's the franchise leader in playoff shutouts and six, and sits behind um, Hockey Hall of Famer Mike Vernon in games played and wins in the playoffs. He holds the four single highest regular season win totals with the Flames, being uh, the highest being 45 wins, which he accomplished in 2008 and 2009, Vickers, we are talking about, there's two names that come to mind in, in Flames goaltending. Right. We talked to one earlier this year when he got in, inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame, and that was Mike Vernon. And and this is the other guy, right? The, the one guy brought a Stanley Cup to Calgary, was a hometown guy that was growing up here and destined to be that guy for the Calgary Flames, but spent some time, you know, in other places. Mickey yep, yep. Kiprasov 
came to Calgary at a time in a trade that nobody really looked at twice and became an icon here. Instantly. 0304 does not happen without Mika Kiprasov. The years of, you will never see a, I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying this today, unless something absolutely wild happens, you will never see a goaltender for the Flames or anybody else going forward in hockey, Aaron, that played as much hockey as Mika Kiprasov did during his time as a member of the Calgary Flames. It was ridiculous how easy it was for whoever the coach was to put in pen that number 34 was your starting goaltender. And as Craig Conroy said in that statement, you had confidence every single time that Mika was in the net, the Flames had a chance to win that night. If you're the backup, it's like free money. Oh, M- absolutely. Mika Kiprasov average, and I'm just going to ballpark it here because I'm just looking at the 74, 74, 76, 76, 73, 71, 70 games played over that stretch. As a backup, you you're single digits for yep. starts. Not you're just collecting free money, and rightfully so, because as you mentioned, he arrives on the scene in 0304, a 170 goals against and a 933 save percentage. You can basically kind of just extrapolate those numbers, maybe not necessarily to that degree, but he was that good, a perennial Vesna candidate. And for me, it's always fun to compare and contrast the player versus the person, because as unassuming he is of the spotlight. And being around in the locker rooms post game and even on locker cleanout day, he always seemed to have a direct route to the back door to avoid media. For a guy that was that unassuming, boy, did his play ever just scream, look at me. Yeah. He was the goalie in that time frame. Among NHLers from 0304 to, to the time he hung him up at the end of 2013. No goalie had more wins in the NHL than Mika Kiprasov. His 305 wins, tops. His save percentage and goals against are all going to rank top 10, top 20 in that time. His shutouts, again, right up there. He was the goalie of a generation for Calgary Flames and the Calgary Flames fans. And again, just a perennial Vesna candidate that you could roll out for 70-plus starts and know you've got a better chance than not of winning those 70 games. The excitement level for Flames fans uh, definitely hitting a peak today when that announcement came down, and we'll uh, introduce the text line here at 960-960. Questions, comments, queries, but today we want to know your favorite Mika Kiprasov moments. Uh, Feel free to share them with us at 960-960. There's going to be so many here. Uh, There was highlight packs released by the Flames, different uh, sports television networks releasing different ones today. Um, I don't know if you have one off the top of your head, Aaron, that, that comes to mind. Uh, I think for a lot of people, the first one that I thought about was uh, it wasn't a specific moment necessarily, but getting the shutout of the Heritage Classic at McMahon Stadium, being the first goaltender to yep. ever get a shutout in an outdoor game uh, was one that came to mind. The save on Sidney Crosby and the penalty shot in Pittsburgh. They're in those baby blue uniforms it was the peak of Sidney Crosby going up against prime Mika Kiprasov and there's so many there's you know little Kip what comes to mind for you when you talk about memories from Mika Kiprasov's time in Calgary it's almost rude to just single out one save because you could put a highlight pack of about a hundred of them and each one is just more draw dropping than the next but I think the scorpion is the one that's gonna pop to mind and to be perfectly honest off the top of my head I don't even know what year that was I don't even know the opponent (laughs) I just I can just picture him on his stomach Flailing the le- not even flailing the leg because he was in complete control of exactly what he was doing, knew exactly where the puck was somehow, 
and just trapped it to prevent a goal. And that, but that's the one that that'll immediately jump to mind to me. The other one too would have been at that trade deadline in 2013, where he basically had a no trade clause, no move clause, as, mm-hmm. as he should have. And you know what? Decided I'm not ready to go. I don't want to go. I want to play out the string here. And then, of course, right after that, retired. But that I want to stay here. I want to finish as a member of the Calgary Flames. That's those are sort of the things that jump out to me when I, I immediately think of Mika Kiprasov. And, and to be honest, I think I only got him for two seasons. I think I only covered him for two seasons. That. 2012, well, the 2013 season. Yep. And then the season prior, but I don't know. In a way, he's larger than life as a member of the Calgary Flames. He was Jerome. That was Jerome McGinley's team, but that was also Mika Kiprasov's team. And and one doesn't do what they do without the other. I know that sounds funny because one's a forward, one's a goalie, but collectively, the Calgary Flames certainly aren't what they were. Without either of those two guys, Mika Kiprasov was that important to the Calgary Flames for the decade he was there. Does anything come to mind, and I was thinking about this today, getting ready for the show. Has anything come to mind when I say to you, somebody jumping into the kind of stardom that he did in Calgary as quickly as he did in that sort of trade? Because... I don't want to say he was an unknown because he wasn't an unknown, but he was... He was untested. He was untested. He was kind of the third guy in San Jose between... Nabokov. And, and Evgeny Nabokov. Yeah. Uh, a guy that Daryl Sutter had some thoughts on because of his time as the head coach of the San Jose Sharks. Uh, I believe Roman Turek got hurt, and that was the impotence for the trade that year, if I remember correctly. But I don't think anybody thought, okay, when that deal is done, we're talking about the Flames getting their next franchise goaltender. I can't I can't think of an example on top of my head where a guy went from, you know, a relative unknown to talking about a guy that we're talking now about having his jersey retired into the rafters kind of level. No, and and to your point, two thousand one, two thousand two he played twenty games with the San Jose Sharks. He had a respectable two point four nine goals against and a nine fifteen save percentage. The next year, 0203, he had five wins in 18 starts and had a 325 goals against and an 879 save percentage. So it's not like he's coming in hot to the Calgary Flames. As you mentioned, third string goalie for the San Jose Sharks. Then he gets to Calgary, 38 starts, 24 wins, 1.70 goals against and a 933 save percentage with four shutouts. Like that is instant. That is not dipping a toe in. That is not okay. Well, we're going to acquire this guy. What was the what was the acquisition cost? Was it like a third round pick or something uh, like that? It was a conditional second. Pick. It turned into a. a it actually turned out well it for the San Jose really Sharks. Well for San Jose, it turned into Mark Edward Vlasic, but it was a conditional pick at the time. And yeah, you're right. It turned out pretty well. It, was, it hit the ground running, and as you mentioned, you can run through basically any franchise record for the Calgary Flames when it comes to goalies. And Mika Kiprasov's there, whether it's 305 wins, whether it's 41 shutouts, 576 games played, almost 34,000 minutes in the crease for the Calgary Flames, all franchise bests. You're not, a, you're not even expecting that when you're giving up a second-round pick. No. And all of a sudden, the Cinderella story the didn't quite have the storybook ending in 04. Was it in? It was in. It was. It was in. It was. So should have, didn't. But here you go. This second round pick, which again turned into Mark Edward Vlasic. The San Jose Sharks probably aren't too upset with with what they got out of that. But for the Calgary Flames, that is a franchise altering trade. 
And I mean, if we want to be fair to, to Mika and all of this, you know, Jerome gets a lot in this city and rightfully so of, of never having that number one center. I mean, Mika probably deserved a better fate in, you know, more playoff success, more team success in the same vein that Jerome did, knowing the kind of numbers that he put up and knowing that they could never get past that first round again. You know what I mean? They had some good teams. 05-06 was a really good team that didn't meet expectations. But past that, I mean, he still had great years going forward there, Vex. And, uh, you know, a lot like the Aginless situation. I mean, it is the Aginless situation because they were on the same team. But, you know, you just sit there and you go, man, we had two of these guys at the peak and they were some of the best to ever do it. And somehow it just it never... Like um, it never made it past that first round, and that's uh, a frustration I think a lot of people had was that for for Mika, first time he got here was the furthest he'd ever get with the yep. team, right? And that's that's a frustration Flames fans still live out to today. Well, I mean, it, it's his fault, right? Because how many goals did he score during his tenure? Like, come on, Mika, haul that puck up the ice, let a slapper go from center, see what happens. But you're right in the sense that even in 0506, the next year, he set a franchise record, 10 shutouts with a 2.07 goals against and a 9.23 save percentage. Like there are years that you can just rattle off these insane stats that he had. But you're right in the sense that how many playoff series did they win outside of 04 before he left in 2013? They didn't Zero. get outside of the second round. They didn't get outside Zero. of the first round. Yeah. That's not necessarily on the goaltender. I can tell you that much. Not when he's putting up those kind of numbers. That's for sure. Well, like um, his career save percentage in the playoffs, 921. That's pretty good. And outside of 0304, seven games, six games, seven games, six games. They, yeah. they didn't get out. No. Uh, but the good news is uh, a final recognition for, for Mika Kiprasov. I'm excited to see it. I'm glad, I'm glad it's against Pittsburgh. I think that's a cool touch to have it against uh, Crosby and Malkin in town. It should be a great evening. Um, I had this question for you, penciled in here too. Does Mika Kiprasov ever see the Hall of Fame in your mind? I mean, um, for a decade, for at least nine years, I guess it was. So three to the end of 2013. So I guess you could call it a decade. No goalie had more wins. Now his shutouts are top five in that stretch. His save percentage, I think, dips into the into the teens or maybe the early twenties. I don't know. Every goalie on the top five, according to Darren Haynes, I'll I'll plug Darren Haynes because he's the one who who tweeted out the <laughs> stat. I'm not going to steal his stat and and not and not source him. But the other four guys on that list don't have it handy. But it's Brodeur, Patrick Waugh is probably in there. I actually might be dating. Let me pull it up before I actually go around. Kiprasov at 305. Number two is Brodeur at 304. Luongo third with 293. Henrik Lundqvist fourth, 276 wins. The latter three, all in the hall. I don't know if Mika Kiprasov is a Hall of Fame goalie, but he certainly has a few credentials that could point in that direction. Yeah, longevity will, will be the question, I think, for a lot of people when it comes to that conversation for the flames it's not even one that i'm going to bother to ask because this is like you said this is something they've tried to do for a long time they've wanted to do for a very long time um and it's it's made total sense for him to be a flame i was just curious from the the hall of fame aspect and the goalie one's weird right yeah 
right? We just we just had the conversation with Mike Vernon not all that long ago, and uh, I'm still a big proponent. I think Curtis Joseph's a Hall of Famer. Um, he doesn't find himself in that conversation yet, so I don't know really where Mika falls in that conversation, but uh, it's one that I think's worth that, that old five oh six season is just it, it's just one for craziness, the craziness, you know. A two oh seven goals against. The next up is Dominic Hasek, who was with the Senators that year at age forty, but he only played <laughs> wow. forty three games. Kiprasov played in seventy four. Seventy four Vix. And he had a nine twenty a nine twenty three and a two oh seven and ten times he shut out the opposing team. That's unbelievable. One in every seven starts, seven and a half starts, if you want to get kind of technical, was a shutout for Mika Kiprasov that season. Not bad. Tidy bit of work. Man. Marty Brodeur that year was 33 with New Jersey. He had a 257 and a 911 in 73 games played. That's how good Mika Kiprasov was at age 29 in 05-06 for the Calgary Flames. Won the Vezina that year, won the Jennings that year. It's only an NHL All-Star one time. Uh, I believe so. I believe it was just the one. That's almost hard to believe. So you wonder. You'll, he you'll, was in a he was in a class where they had a lot well, of mean, goalies. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's and I, I don't even think that's a a shot at him. It was just you probably could have picked, and it was West and East then, right? It wasn't divisional like it is now, where every division is putting up at least two All Star goalies, right? Mm-hmm. So that to me kind of changes the conversation because I think you could look at his stats. In pretty much every season, I think you could make a case that he was all-star worthy. Right? And, and we know how many times did he probably get asked and said no. <laughs> I'm curious about that, too. You know he what does, I mean? He, he, does, love he does strike the, me as a guy that would uh, quietly turn down going to an all-star game. I'm just curious you know, if he said, uh, I'm, my groin's a little sore this weekend. I can't go. So. Well, I mean, it's... Probably not even an excuse. Sorry. I mean, those. I played 76 he, he got, oh, yeah. games a season. Let me take a weekend off, please. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Uh, he finished fourth in heart vote heart trophy voting in 0304. Did you know that? No, but it makes sense. He finished third in 0506 in heart trophy voting, uh, third in the Vesna. Like, I mean, he won the Vesna, then he was third in the Vesna voting, fifth in the Vesna voting, eighth in the Vesna voting, eighth in the Vesna voting, and he had one more year at seven. Like, just every year. Well, it was consistency at its finest. And to go back to your Hall of Fame question is, yeah, he had a very tidy NHL career. How much do you want to lump in international? international because he's a two-time silver medalist at the World Championship for Finland, Olympic bronze, two-time Liga champion, Liga all-star there, best goalie there. So there's a lot from his international time or his time with the Finnish national program or playing over in Europe in general, whether it had been in uh, Liga or you even played in the elite league in Sweden as well. There's a lot. There's a lot there. There's yeah, a lot I, there. I feel like that. I want to check. I think HockeyDB had the stats on his year in uh, the Swedish elite league. He was still, yeah, he was a 214 goals against average. And a nine fifteen save percentage in forty six games with Timra. So last year in Liga, he had a one point eight six and a nine thirty six save percentage in thirty nine games. Like yeah. lights out. 
Uh, it's uh, great news here in Calgary today. We'll uh, hear from the man himself, Mika Kiprasov. Uh, was nice enough to do a little bit of a Zoom availability with the Calgary media earlier today. His thoughts, his feelings, there's uh, a lot of them for a guy who's so quiet. There's a couple gems in there, I'm not going to lie. Lot, a it was, really it was a very ones. engaging interview. Uh, we continue the conversation. We hear from Miki Kiprasov around the corner as Sportsnet Today rolls on here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon and Aaron Vickers on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. We're rolling on on a Tuesday edition of the show. Logan Gordon, Aaron Vickers along with you. Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios for our friends at Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. You have a bowling foundation wall, cracked foundation. They have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation, you can contact Basement Systems. They're all things basement-y. Visit dlbasementsystems.com and rolling on with the news of the day. Mr. Vickers, Mika Kippersoft's number 34 will be raised to the rafters of the Scotiabank Saddle Dome on March 2nd when the Flames take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll continue to uh, get your reactions, your favorite Mika Kippersoft moments on the text line at 960-960. Keep them coming. We'll get to the text line a little bit later on in this segment, but uh, we're going to hear from Mika Kiprasov now. Uh, there's two ways that you can hear from Mika today. This conversation that we're going to play with you with the general Calgary media and then uh, wanted to definitely throw uh, Brendan Parker's one-on-one with Mika uh, on Flames TV uh, for your viewing pleasure as well because Brendan spends a great uh, seven, eight minutes with Mika and I uh, would highly recommend you go listen to both. Uh, if you're curious and oh why are you home the flames? You're not getting Mika Kippersoff. It, it's just not his thing. It's it's Mika Kippersoff's day. You might as well absorb as much as you can. Hit social media. I'm sure there's highlight packs galore. Yeah, it's it's his day, and you might as well kill some time at work by just basking in the ridiculousness that was his Calgary Flames career. Yes, and you know why aren't you guys having him on today? We're this is the media thing's never been his. We're not. Uh, we, we're not holding it against Mika in any way, shape, or form. Um, he's just not... He, the spotlight's an awkward thing for him. He doesn't uh, doesn't love talking about himself, but he did more today than I think a lot of Flame fans... Probably might. over a decade of his career, <laughs> yeah. to be perfectly honest. Yeah, he did a lot of media today, including this uh, general media availability, which we'll hear in a couple seconds here. So in case you're wondering, you know, Home of Flames, you guys aren't here and forget... Yeah, it's just when we get closer to March, I'm sure we'll do our best to have Mika on and uh, chat with Pat in some capacity. It's just we're trying to be as respectful of, of Mika as we can and understand that it's just it's not everybody's thing. We have guys like Craig Connor who we could spend 20, 30 minutes with in a heartbeat, and some guys just don't uh, bask in the spotlight in the same way. So we're not holding against Mika. We're very glad that we got uh, to hear from him today, and we'll pass it along to you now. Uh, Mika Kiprasov spoke to the media at large today on a Zoom call talking about his memories in Calgary. Uh, the honor of being uh, having his number inducted into the rafters of the Scotiabank Saddle Dome and more. Here is Flames legend Mika Kiprasov a little bit earlier today in the general media availability following today's announcement. Thanks, Peter, and congratulations, uh, Mika. I don't know if you had an idea of uh, when this would come or it ever was a thought in your head, but just for the fact that you know you are now going to have your number retired, what does that mean to you and what have the emotions been like over the last little while? Well, it's 
it means a lot for me and my family. It's a, it's a big thing, and uh, you know, I know it's been uh, since I hear about it. It's been cool, you know. It's a lot of memories, you know. Little nervous, but still can't wait to come over to see, uh, you know, all all the players and uh, fans and owners, everybody there. It's uh, it's gonna be fun, and uh, yeah, I'm honored. It's huge for me. Moses, do you have a follow up? Uh yes, if that's uh, that's all right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, um, Mika. Can you take me through like how this process worked out? Uh, was this something that has been going on for a while that was in talks? And, you know, who reached out to you um, first, I guess, when it comes to former teammates uh, to kind of give you the congratulations when hearing the news? Actually, this is pretty new right now. It's, uh, I think uh, Flames, they came out with this uh, today. And uh, uh, I hear about it uh, a few weeks ago, I don't, I don't remember exact when it was, but uh, Peter, Peter Hanel called me, and uh, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, when he told me about this, I was kind of speechless. I didn't know what to say, but uh, so I guess I can use now my, now I can uh, say what, uh, what I think. Like I really like to, really like to thank the owners and uh, Flames organizations about this. It's. Uh, means a lot for me and uh you know it it came out in finland just like hour ago and uh my phone has been ringing so it's, yeah. it's cool thank you moses we'll go to ryan pike hi mika congratulations um you mentioned memories are there any you know handful of memories or anything that really stands out to you from from your time at the flames yeah uh of course, it's uh, you know there is a lot of memories. Uh, you know, uh, I remember day when I get traded and I arrived there. I was so excited about it. And uh, but uh, of course, I think biggest biggest thing is of course that uh, 04 run. Uh, it was amazing, amazing team, lots of fun. So I think that's the top of the list. Do a follow up, Ryan? No, I'm good. Thank you. We'll go to Wes Gilbertson. Go ahead, Wes. Congratulations, Mika. Thanks. We, Thank you. We, we only see, you know, a, a couple or or maybe a few of these jersey retirement ceremonies anywhere around the NHL in any given season. I'm I'm wondering. Are you able to describe what it means to a player to to know that his jersey is going to be raised to the rafters? Yeah, it's actually it's hard. <laughs> it uh, means so much, you know. It's uh, I think it's biggest honor you can get as a player. You know, I'm uh, you know when you play a long time in one organization and uh, and after that you when I get this, it's. Uh, uh, it's you. It's uh, like I don't know how what to say. It's uh, the greatest honor you can get, and I'm so so happy and proud of that. I know you mentioned when you first got the news from Peter, you were kind of speechless. Have you given much thought to how you'll address 
Flames fans that night and, and what you might have to say to, to the arena? You know, I haven't, I haven't think about it that too much, you know. I guess everybody knows that uh, giving speeches is not probably my best part of my <laughs> hockey. But, uh, you know, I will do it and it's, uh, I bet it's going to be unbelievable day or two there. It's, uh, you know, can't wait. It's, uh, can't wait to be on ice with my old teammates and, uh, you know, family and everything. So, yeah, I know. We'll see, but it's going to be fun for sure. And if I can just ask one more, if you don't mind, I'm not sure how old your, your two boys are now, but what do you, you know, when you talk about your time in, in Calgary, what do you share with them? Yeah, my, they are now older one. He's 18, so he was there uh, uh, quite a bit. He, he was able to see some games, but younger one, younger one, he's 10 now. So he he was born there my last year. He saw some games and, uh, you know, we we stayed there one year after. So uh, he's a true Canadian. He has passport and everything. So... Uh, it's uh it's gonna be cool for them and uh too and they they always wanna come Calgary and Canada. They uh, they know what it means, what Calgary and Canada means for our family and uh, that's that's great. Jamie McLennan from uh, TSN actually raised his hand without using the Zoom function. So go ahead, Jamie, unmute yourself and go ahead. <laughs> You're muted, Jamie. That's good. <laughs> well, we'll come back to Jamie if you can't figure out the unmute button. I unmuted now. Oh, you're good. You're good. Can you hear me now? We got you. Okay. I have one question. Now that you are getting retired, who is maybe, would I make your top five backups of all time? <laughs> For sure. You know, <laughs> it's uh <laughs> Not soaking around now, Nudas, for sure. Number one there. It's uh it was pleasure. It was fun play with you and uh great goalie partner for sure. Thanks for that. Honestly, I couldn't be prouder, buddy. We're very happy for you. I can't wait for uh to fly in in March, but I, I'm in Milan right now in Italy. We're just hanging out to fly home tomorrow, but I just wanted to say congrats. You're the best, buddy. Thanks. Enjoy Nudas. <laughs> okay, we'll see you soon. I'm going back on mute. <laughs> All right, great. <laughs> okay, next we'll go to Donna Spencer. Go ahead, Donna. Hi, Mika. Congratulations. Hi, thanks. I guess um, uh, Wes answered my question about your children, so I'll come up with another question. And I think what's interesting is um, you're being honored by the Flames at a time when your former teammate has now taken over as general manager and uh, I guess did you see um, Craig Conroy in this role when uh, he was your teammate could you have predicted that yeah you know what he is uh, Connie is a smart hockey guy and uh, I think everybody had feeling he he gonna after playing or he gonna keep keep on with hockey and uh, you know, it's been uh, fun to follow him. You know, he's been uh, 
working a lot, you know, learning so many years. And uh, I think it's rain now and uh, can't wait to follow him and see his moves. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Donna. Just a reminder, if you have a question, please use the raise your hand function. I don't see any other, any other hands. Okay, go ahead again, Moses. Yeah, thanks again, Peter. I just have one more thing uh, to ask, uh, if you, you don't mind, uh, Mika. I know um, Mini Kipper has been, a, you know, I guess that icon that was behind you that idolized you in a way. It's been 10 years, but I don't know if you have a message to send. I don't know if you have a message to uh, send to him at all, but just your thoughts on uh, just thoughts on that, and you know, kind of like the the fans' appreciation and love for you, and and uh, I guess his name is Brendan now. He's a little bit older, obviously, but just uh, your thoughts on that. You know, of course, I I want to say hi to him. Yeah, uh, he was great there. Always it was so much fun, and uh, actually, uh, my my friend who's living in Calgary met met the mini keeper. Just uh, not long ago, and uh, that's uh, that's super cool. Hopefully, I see him there too when I come over. Thank you. Thanks. We'll go back to Wes Gilbertson. Go ahead, Wes. Thanks, Peter. Just one more, Mika. I'm I'm curious. Do you do you ever get on the ice anymore? Whether that's as as goalie or or just on skates. No, I haven't been. Actually, that was that uh, plot, Calgary plot there, and uh, I lost my goalie equipment there. They were still at the room, in the dressing room, so so I haven't been. I played a little bit out left wing for one year there, and uh, uh, I was pretty good, actually. But, yeah, I haven't been beating the pipes since uh, my last game. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of... Uh, playing goalie when it's a uh, game doesn't matter. And uh, so, yeah, I go outdoors, skate a little bit, but not as goalie. If, uh, if Conroy needs a left winger, can he, can he look you up or? Oh yeah. He knows my number. I'm here. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> there you go. Flames legend, Mika Kippersoff chat with the media a little bit earlier on this Tuesday. His gear's gone. That's it's in the flood. That's the uh, that's the breaking news out of that whole availability is the fact that Mika Kiprasov one has not put on the goalie equipment since his last game in 2013 and two apparently doesn't have goalie equipment because it was say, lost in the flood. Say, it's got to be the most Mika Kiprasov thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that he just never replaced his own goalie gear. It's it's gone. There's I mean, nothing I could do about it. And and it wouldn't have cost him a dime either. He could no, have called up his CCM or Bauer, well, his Bauer or Heaton, whomever he used in in the 2012-13 season. Just be like, hey, can you can you can you FedEx some gear over to Finland? Yeah, well, in all fairness, actually, he spent he spent the next season or the next calendar year still in Calgary. So he. I mean, just drop it off at the dome in a bag. He'll they, come pick it have up. His measurements, the yeah. style, whichever ones he was using at the time. Without a doubt, you're right. It could have been so. That's such a Mika Kippersoft thing. No, I don't need these anymore. Uh, they've, they've gone in the flood. I'm done. I'm not playing hockey anymore. Why do I need pads? He oh, knew. He about? knew he was retiring. It's so, and I love that because you hear of you know obviously Yogs is still playing, but there's you know like Peter Forsberg's out in Swiss League or whatever, just playing beer league for fun and just putting up stupid points. Is a, you think Mika Kippersoft on a Friday is like, oh, I'm going to throw on the pads and go. 
go down to the rink and play for not a chance. He doesn't even own goalie gear anymore. If the game is not competitive, if there's nothing on the line, I want no part of it is essentially what he said. And, and I said it to you off air while it was playing, but, you know, he's... He, Playing a little left wing. I'm actually pretty good. Yeah. That might be the biggest brag I've heard Mika Kiprasov say in a media avail. Like, all, all-star goalies, getting his number retired. You run through the accolades, the franchise records. I don't think I can recall a moment where he's like, yeah, I'm really good at goal. No. But get him out on left wing and... Yeah. Connie has my number. Sign me up. Let's go. I'm pretty good. What an incredible moment that was. Oh, incredible. I was in the flight. I just couldn't, couldn't get it back. Didn't bother. Uh, Just left it there. Some of your text at 960-960. Some fan favorite moments from Miki Kiprasov's time with the Calgary Flames. Um, this one says, when I think of Kipper, there are so many amazing saves. When I think back about him, what's happening this last year and today, and I wonder what relationship Sutter had with Kipper at a time when Kipper um, celebrated a win because of what uh, Sutter was saying. I can't. I don't quite understand the end of that. I don't, I don't, I don't remember hearing anything. Um, relationship wise, they did a lot of winning. Winning usually, together, typically, so. again, a lot of regular yeah. season winning. Yeah, but I mean, we also, you know, year. I guess the, the year they won here in Calgary most recently, so there wasn't a lot of relationship questions. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, moving on from a couple of texts here. Uh, this one says, "Great for Kipper. Well deserved. I'm a bit confused. Are they finally getting rid of Forever Aflame?" Uh, and are those guys that are forever aflames getting their numbers retired? We don't know about that. Uh, that was sort of a Ken King uh, creation, forever aflame. We don't. I, we don't know. This is not a forever aflame. This is a uh, strict jersey retirement. Yes. All of what we saw from Jerome McGinley a couple years ago. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. It's maybe something we'll look into. But I, I cannot tell you about uh, the likes of McKinnis or, or Newendike. They could have their numbers retired very easily, but. As of right now, we don't have anything. Well, and there's still the program of Forever a Hitman, Forever a Roughneck as yeah. well. So could be could be ongoing, but as far as we know, this is just straight up Jersey retirement uh, as it should be. Uh, Matt and Cochran, our pal texting, saying, uh, what if Iggy had that number one center? What if Kipper had a backup and didn't play 70 regular season games on top of the playoffs? That's an interesting one to to go into because... At the time, there were other goalies playing 70 games a season. And it was kind of, I want to say, I don't want to say it was post-Kippersoft era, but we were starting to have those conversations about goalie management as those days went on. Right, Aaron? Like we weren't, I don't think at the time no. anyone was questioning it because I think everyone went and said, well, that guy gives you the best chance to win and he wants to play every night. I'm, I'm going to play him every night. And also when you're, playing that many games and still just putting up a 2.03 goals against average, nobody questions whether or not you're tired because you're still producing. And to to go back to the guy that always played every game during that stretch from 2000 to 2010, the fewest number of games played outside of the 2008-2009 season for Martin Brodeur where he only played 31 games? That doesn't sound right based on the fact that he had 30 start. Yeah, yeah, okay, there we go, yeah. 72, 72, 73, 75. He played 78 games in 06, 07, 77 games in 07, 08, 77 games in 2009, 2010. So it wasn't unheard of I think to Le- have your goalie I go. I think Luongo had more games played than Kipper did in 05, 06, the year that Kipper won the Vesna. That would be a feat. So I think it was like 76 or 77 games started. So 
at the time it wasn't I get what you're saying, Matt, because nowadays if you were to start a goalie seventy games ago, he's gonna be gassed for the playoffs. But at the time that's what you did. You had a number one goaltender and look, and even we can say it was Daryl Sutter loved running out his number one goalie. Lots of coaches did. That was just what you did. If you could play, you played. If you had a goalie good enough that can produce those kind of numbers over that kind of workload, you gave him that workload. Uh, Magarsa texting in says, Mika Kippersoff, hands down, one of the most important players during the 0-4 run, a model of consistency and stability for the Flames organization. Honestly, besides Iggy, there's no other player that I wanted to win the Stanley Cup. My favorite moment of his winning Game 6 of the Western Conference 0-4 run. I was so happy for him winning against his old club. One of the best things about Mika Kiprasov, how he was never overly emotional, the ultimate professional, cool, calm, and collective. You knew whenever he was in the pipes, he always had a chance to win. That consistent, that cool, calm demeanor is something that I think I always take from, from Kiprasov's time. The guy was never rattled. It didn't matter. And those were different times where you could, you know, you were lucky to have a Robin Regeer clearing the front of the crease. So that didn't mean there wasn't a lot more contact even when Kipper was playing compared to what there is now, he never he never showed, you know, that it was bothering him. You never knew if he had just let in, well, it didn't happen very often. You didn't know if he had let in a really bad goal or just made the most spectacular save in the history of time. His reaction after every whistle, exactly the same. Demeanor, yep. body language, you name it. It could be a blowout loss or it could be a 40-save shutout. If you just showed an ISO of Mika Kiprasov in the crease after a whistle, you wouldn't have any clue what was going on in the game. Uh, two more texts before we get out of here. This one says, Kipper played beer league out in Black Diamond on that year off. We thought it was a pretty big deal. I want to know what the stat line was. I don't know if, if he was trying, if you were getting anything past him out there. Um, I imagine that might have been a, the, the left-wing debut. Maybe. Uh, and this one here. Uh, if Kipper played for a different organization, he'd be a Hall of Famer with more accolades. I think because he was in Calgary, he was massively underrated. I don't know about that one off the top of my head. I don't know that if he was... First of all, it, it works out in Calgary because the opportunity was there to take over the number one. Yep. Uh, you had a coach in Calgary that knew about Mika Kiprasov from his time in San Jose. I think those were two factors that definitely played in Mika Kiprasov's hand. And I don't know if, if Kipper was was underrated, Aaron, but um, the more I look at it, the more I say, there were a lot of great goaltenders at the same time as Mika Kiprasov. And I don't think that that's a shot at Mika or makes him less appreciated around the league. There was just, there were a lot of great goaltenders at the same time as Mika Kiprasov. Yeah, and it just so happened that, you know, you mentioned Luongo, Waugh. Waugh might have been a little bit more at the tail end. Um, Henrik Lundqvist, Luongo, you go through the names of what were truly franchise goaltenders, and Kiprasov was certainly one of those. Again, led the NHL in wins from 0304 to the tail end of 2013. That doesn't happen accidentally with that level of competition in the crease. Just curious to, to again, we can debate and debate and debate. Is he, an, an, is he a Hockey Hall of Famer? And is his time with the Calgary Flames enough is it long enough is the sample size there is big enough but then you look at some of the international stuff he's done as well runner up at the 2004 world cup of hockey lost to canada in the final 
He had like a 1.7 goals against average and like a 940 save percentage or something ridiculous in that tournament as well, helping Finland to, to the final. Be curious because some of the company that he keeps are in the Hall of Fame. But again, one Vesna, one Jennings, no Stanley Cup. You wonder. Yeah, uh, we don't have to wonder though about uh, his legacy here in Calgary. That uh, gets cemented uh, in the proper form. March 2nd, the Pittsburgh Penguins in town for the jersey retirement of number 34, Mika Kippersoff. We will take a break, come back on the other side. We'll pivot uh, away from the Kippersoff topic for a little bit. We're going to chat with another Calgary legend now, Lane McGilvery. Your GMC Rangeland Derby champion from the Calgary Stampede. He joins us next for the WPCA report. Plus, our off-season review continues. We'll take a look at the Arizona Coyotes with Craig Morgan. All of that coming up in Hour 2. Sportsnet Today is live here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.